Military officers believe they don't know where Democrats stand toward them, whereas Republicans let them know clearly where they agree or disagree with military positions. It's true. The old-style Republicans, real Republicans, not the crazoids, but the ones I, when I was an intern in the Kennedy administration way back in the day, they said what they meant. I mean, you may not have agreed with them, but they were very straightforward. And Democrats were a little more squidgy and a little more manipulative and a little more hidden. Perhaps most importantly in wartime, we're back with Gelb now, the military feel that Republicans are much more likely to stay the course than Democrats. Most Democrats were war hawks on Vietnam, only to become doves as the war dragged on and costs mounted. Well, they also became aware of the fact that it was an unwinnable, racist uh, and empire war. Maybe the Republicans just couldn't get it. Well, some of them did. A Republican Secretary of Defense, Mel Laird, guided U.S. withdrawals from that conflict, but never pretended he was trying to win, and the military admired his candor. Many Democrats supported George W. Bush's invasion of Iraq, by the way, an illegal invasion of Iraq, but they didn't know it at the time, only to split off soon thereafter. Yeah, they were lied to. And as far as the military is concerned, they smell the same sense of of retreat coming from Obama's White House over Afghanistan. Obama once proclaimed the need to, in quotes, defeat the enemy in that country, and now seems to be suggesting withdrawals that their uniforms deem premature. Well, let me tell you, the way things are going in Afghanistan, if you want to win there, any withdrawal would be premature because it's never going to happen. On top of this uncertainty, the military is all too aware that there's a lot of evidence that the war is going badly. They believe it's too early to make final judgments, but feel the White House has made some already. It's bad news that they haven't talked to each other seriously about the possibility that this war is totally unwinnable. So we read in the Huffington Post that Israel has just launched another spy satellite aimed specifically at Iran. So why are they surprised that Iran has announced that it would send a blockade-busting ship carrying aid and pro-Palestinian activists to Gaza, fueling concern in Israel where commandos were training for another possible confrontation at sea? And it looks like it's coming. Israel warned uh, its archenemy Iran to drop the plan, like Iran is listening. The Iranian announcement came days after Israel eased its three-year-old blockade of Gaza under international pressure following its deadly raid on a Gaza-bound flotilla last month. If that, if that tragedy had not taken place, there, they probably would still be blockading Gaza from, uh, from the sea. No one in their right mind can believe that a ship sent by the Ayatollahs and their revolutionary guards has anything to do with humanitarian aid, said Israeli Foreign Ministry spokesman Yigal Palmore. I don't think there is one single country in this region and beyond that would let such an Ayatollah ship come near its coasts. Well, he's wrong. Security officials said the prospect of an Iranian boat headed for Gaza had Israel deeply worried, yeah, and that naval commandos were training for the possibility of taking on a vessel with a suicide bomber on board. The officials spoke on condition of anonymity, etc., etc., they always do. After an international outcry over the killing of nine Turkish activists uh, at the end of May, Israel eased its land blockade of Gaza but insisted on maintaining a naval blockade it said is necessary to keep weapon shipments out of the hands of Gaza's Hamas rulers. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of medical supplies. There's really not a whole lot of food. There's not a lot of school books, but there's a lot of weapons in Gaza. Israel imposed the blockade after Hamas, with its violently anti-Israel agenda, overran the Palestinian territory in June of 2007. 
Now, Egypt had joined Israel in blockading Gaza, but it had opened its land crossing with the territory indefinitely after the, the May uh, raid uh, led, to, uh, led to the need for thousands of Palestinians to come through. Egyptian transportation official said his country was ready to back off the naval blockade as well. He said Egypt would not prevent the Iranian ship from passing through the Suez Canal, a strategic passageway that connects the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea, and the, the the Gaza border. So if they're going to let the Iranian ship through, then they're part of the problem. As long as the ship is not at war with Egypt and doesn't pollute the air, water, or land, then it will be allowed to cross, the Egyptians said. Iran State Television reported that an Iranian ship called Infants of Gaza, they probably just renamed it from uh, Ain't Got No Nukes, you know, not, would sail soon for Gaza carrying 1,100 tons of relief supplies and 10 pro-Palestinian activists. Just what they need in Gaza, another 10 pro-Palestinian activists. Man, this is a bad scene just waiting to happen. It's a sad story. This is from the, the gray lady. It's, uh, it's about... Mr. Dangfence, Senator Dangfence, uh, less than two years after he was defeated by Barack Obama, nothing seems quite the same for Senator John McCain, who has gone from being his party's candidate for president, rallying a thousand supporters at a Florida football stadium, to furiously defending his Senate seat before 60 recession-weary residents in a Hampton Inn in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Oh, boy. Oh, oh I wouldn't want to go there and play in front of that crowd. You know, I, I wish I could feel sorry for John, but he is the man that basically made it possible for Sarah Palin to be president of the United States. He said, it's okay with me. I don't care. The world's at risk. I'll do anything to be president. I'll bring this. This She is a bimbo in the, in the best sense. She is a, a truly charismatic, ignorant bimbo, and she was going to be president of the United States. Okay, gone are the jovial back and forth with veteran biker dudes at state fairs, long bus rides, straight talk, straight talking through South Carolina, watching the U.S. Open with Lindsey Graham and visions of party dominance in Washington. Remember those days? Gone are his efforts to engage Mr. Obama directly and said he portrays himself as taking on the status quo quo of Mr. Obama's Washington. Oh, that's a status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. his new position is one of defense. He's fending off a primary fight from the right flank of his party in the form of former Representative J.D. Hayworth, as well as withering criticism of his former position on immigration, which, in fact, he was just fair-minded, right? That's too, that's too bad. You're, you're a Republican with a fair-minded record on immigration. You're going down. Fair-minded record on anything. He also seems to be engaged in a battle within himself hewing to the high road, as he has historically done, but at times unleashing the anger he seems to feel about the outcome of the 2008 race. I don't think bringing us Sarah Palin is the high road in any possible way. And he's angry about not getting elected after what happened in 2000? No, he is. Come on. He wasn't elected. Yeah. On the trail these days, he has less of the energy generated by a run for the White House, less of that energy, and the candidate often seems to be striking a different tone. Back in 2008, remember the town hall meeting when presidential candidate McCain snatched the microphone away from that older woman who referred to Mr. Obama as an Arab? Oh, yes. And protested, no, no, ma'am, he's a decent family man with whom I happen to have some disagreements. Now, the other day, in front of 100 people at the Parker Community Senior Center in western Arizona, where it's hotter than Hooker and, you know, and and, and Hellmouth, 
A man who identified himself as a Vietnam veteran said, I want to know what this guy, what's his name? Let me see. Hussein, Barack Hussein Obama is doing about our health care. Senate candidate McCain's face flashed with brief amusement. Mm-hmm. And then he gazed towards the scuffed floor and settled into a grimace. Well, we, we all want to be respectful to the president of the United States, he said. Oh, there that brings that's that's that that brings respect back in. That uh-huh. that, that we is, all want to be respectful. That is as that is as good as he gets. You know? That's it. Huh? That's it. That's it. And he's running. He's running against a, a, a right wing talk show wingnut. So if he's beaten, he's going to be beaten by right wing trash. This is this is what he's been brought down to. Seems to me with all of this hangdogness that's going along with it, he doesn't even want to be senator. What no. does he go to? No, the honorable thing for McCain to do would be to retire, get himself out of this, be an honorable man, uh, maybe get a job in the next uh, Obama administration. You know, I mean, they got places for Republicans if you if you're copacetic. Well, you know, it, the the odd thing is though, you'd say, well, he is one of the last of the sane Republicans, but he does all these insane things he he goes down to the fence with a with a guy that looks like a stormtrooper and then talks about bring the army down here and we can take care of these immigrants and push them through finish this dang fence he's he is a i think he may be bipolar could be bipolar i got the solution though for the fence what's that i figured it out no well if all of the uh, the the liberals the left-wingers the do-gooders the bleeding hearts all them. All them. The wusses. Yeah. I, I, the wusses. I want to see the wusses down there on the on the border yeah. between uh, uh, Mexico and Arizona. Right. And I want to see them holding hands. Yes. And I want to hear them sing. Kumbaya. Kumbaya or we shall overcome. Either one Either would w- keep any immigrant out of the United States.